Okay, normally we, we say, hey, we don't know anything. We just kind of watch the games. But literally this past week, 14 of the NFL, we know absolutely nothing. Most of the top teams lost. We struggled finding five good teams this week. Um, dealing with the Philadelphia Eagles, what the hell is going on with them. Detroit's lack of defense has finally been exposed to the world. Um, does Kansas City have a problem just with their offense in general? Can they lose their division? Um, we talk about how much a coach can actually benefit a team. We give our power rankings. We give multiple picks this week, not just the five picks that we normally give, but seven because there are seven games that are contributing to the playoffs. Welcome to the number one sports podcast in Sanford, Florida. This is Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Gapperson. I'm here with Dorian Cody. Shout out to Bronny James. Good first game. And B.J. Thomas. To quote the greatest manager ever, my, my, how the turntables have turned. <laughs> so I, I want to kind of get to some of the games, but before we get to the Kadaris, Tony, offsides, non-offsides, whatever, um, I do want to want to shout out to Sean McDermott. I mean, great, great motivation for the team, way to, way to make the team kind of come together. I know you've got some teams in your past you'd like to like to reference, so this was this was good teamwork. Yeah, everybody, everybody, go ahead and get butt hurt. But the fact of the matter is, like a handful of guys started a war with the United States. <laughs> yeah. So you can be butt hurt, and you're probably justified being butt hurt. But like, I could see how in his head it seemed like a good idea, and then when it came out, he's probably like, "Oh, oh, that was a bad idea." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, to to the actual game. Um, first of all, Kadarius Tony was definitely offside. The ref could not see the ball. It was a good call. Um, now, Andy Reid was right. That he's never seen that called because he hasn't played the Philadelphia Eagles. It, offensive offsides, I don't think I've ever seen called until about three years ago when the Eagles started doing the tush push and lining up offensive linemen offsides. They played the Eagles this year. Oh, okay. Was, was offensive offside called? I, I didn't watch the game. I don't know. Kelsey's been called for it. Uh, the the guard on the right side of Kelsey's been called for it a couple times. Yeah, because I, I think it was like three years ago it was called once. Two years ago it was called twice. Last year it was called like 20-something times. It's like they're looking I, for it now. I just don't think they understand how entitled they look by arguing a call that was clearly oh. against the rules. Yeah. Like it was, he was clearly offsides. He was clearly standing on the line of scrimmage. Like I just don't understand what we're upset about here. Yeah, I mean they, they look like spoiled brats. Yeah, because there were several times throughout this year where you couldn't be in this, you wouldn't even be in this situation worrying about this game as you take care of business in other situations. Yes. But this specific one's going to be the problem. Now they have a fall guy for the rest of their season when they uh, wind up a wild card. Yeah, I mean, let, let's just completely overlook the fact that um, Jawan Johnson, is that his name? Their uh, right tackle? Jawan Taylor. Jawan Taylor, sorry. That lines up um, a, a yard past the center every single play it's a yard behind him and he was behind him on that play yeah i sent you the picture yeah well i was just clarifying so people could understand what the hell you're trying to say i know i'm yeah but I mean, they, they've gotten so many the benefit of so many calls this one went against them that's sports deal with it and again he was clearly offsides that was that was about 11 weeks of frustration that got dumped on that ref. That's what that was. Yes. The fact that they have no wide receivers, they don't know how to use running backs properly to compensate for the lack of wide receivers, and that uh, they're learning that you can't just 
Kelsey can't carry the team. It had, they have to get pressure off of Kelsey for him to function properly. Yeah. And, and to say that that ruins Travis and Kelsey's Hall of Fame career. That's Who just, said that? Mahomes. Oh, yeah, no. That was his <laughs> wife coming out of him. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, – He's been he's done a pretty good job of keeping a lid on that crap, but like, I see why they're together. So, so question: So, what was the reason why the Chiefs couldn't resign Tyreek Hill? Was it their pride, or they just couldn't afford it? They couldn't afford. Uh, it. Well, they could have afforded him, but somebody else is going to have to go. I, it was a I think it was Chris Jones that caused this issue, not caused it, but just by existing. Right. So. Yeah. Because from looking at their offense, we all know that Tariq Hill is severely missed. But also, too, it's like Travis Kelsey isn't Travis Kelsey this year without Tariq Hill. Well, well, that's not fair to say because he was Travis Kelsey last year with Juju Smith-Schuster. The fact of the matter is he hasn't been able to be Travis Kelsey because there's no help on the outside. And everybody can play the middle of the field and force – who's going to hurt him outside? Right, but uh, but Schuster is a—he's he, not an outside guy. He, he's more of a. But he, like, it's someone. It's, it's someone else. Someone else to take the eyes off of Travis. Someone else you have to respect. You don't have to respect anybody there now. They're forcing the ball to what's his name, Rasheed Rice. Yeah. They're forcing yeah. the ball to him, and he's not a forced the ball to guy. Yeah. Nobody respects him, and I, he may be a good wide receiver. I'm not trying to disparage what he's done this year, but. The fact of the matter is nobody's worried about Rasheed Rice. They didn't game plan for him. They came plan to stop Kelsey and plug up the middle. Yep. And this is what happens in a hard cap league when you have 20% of your salary cap on one guy. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he did the Jerry Jones restructure, I thought. They, they're still bumping up, I guess, the salary cap. I think that um, what that does also is not only does it allow you to have salary cap this year, but it starts to add money to the final year of your uh, contract. So you have to be careful on how how often you do that. I think. Well, and I think Mahomes' contract was a ten-year contract, so there's only so much they could they could put towards the back. So now the, the real question is: Can the team that gave up seventy points in a game? Catch them for the division. You mean the conference? Denver's a game back in the division. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I got confused there. Yeah. Yeah. They... Tell you what, all of us are eating crow. <laughs> even even our listener, Mike. Happy birthday, Mike, you son of a bitch. <laughs> all of us are eating crow. Ooh. Talking shit about Russell. Talking shit about Sean Payton. They start off what one and six, one and oh, seven. Yeah, terrible. It wasn't that bad. It was. It was bad. Say, it was one and five or one and six. I want to say it was one and four. Yeah. I like how I like how we're splitting hairs over a game here. Go ahead. Yeah, they they, they were one and five, so you were right. And then they. Oh, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just caught it. <laughs> so and then they've they've um, won all but one game, and that was the weird Texans game that they lost the other day, uh, last week, two weeks ago. 
boy, I'm telling you, eat crow. All of us, all three of us here, eating crow. Got a foot in our mouth, all three of us. What can you say? He's digging the best out of Russell Wilson at his age. And that defense has stepped up. Yeah. They gave a reason to play. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, you can say what you want, but when you're trying to carry a team through a one-in-five streak and you're the ones out there getting the concussions, like, <laughs> I mean, at some point you're like, shit, they saw a glimmer of hope. And like Adam says, hope is not a strategy, but it is a motivator. Yeah, it's a game the, of tool. And the fact that they have seen hope, you're starting to see Pro Bowl players on that defense rise to the occasion. It's been fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe we need to keep talking shit about them, see how far they can go. <laughs> I mean, they were in the trash badgers for a few weeks. It was a 70 yeah. burger that got put like, out. Like, at least two of us had them in the trash badgers for three or four weeks. Yeah. And a two-thirds majority means you're fucking trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm impressed by the Broncos. It's been a blast to watch. I wish them well, and I'd like to thank uh, Cortland Sutton for being consistent all year and helping me get to my fantasy football championship. Thank you, Cortland Sutton. <laughs> just, just I know, I know what Dorian's before. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Remember, right. this is an yeah. audio podcast. People can't see the shirt that you're wearing. <laughs> I bought a shirt with George Jefferson's face on it. It says, shut up, honky. <laughs> I, I saw that shirt online and I was like, so who's the audience? Like, who can wear this? And I was like, it has to be me. <laughs> it has to be me. I'm thinking about yeah. wearing this. I'm thinking about wearing this to my uh, company barbecue that's coming up here. Oh, <laughs> got to tell us how the outcome works. Um, You'll see in the newspaper. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So um, outside of Denver, what other team? Let's start with the AFC. What other team in the AFC to where teams? Don't want to play. Damn, I don't play the other side. Besides them, Cleveland. That's a that's a Super Bowl defense. Yeah, that's unquestion. Yeah. That's unquestionable. And, and not for nothing, but they've got a quarterback that's won a Super Bowl before. Yeah. By running play action and throwing deep, which is what Cleveland can do because they run yeah. the football effectively. Yeah. And not to mention, if you're playing outside. Late in the year, we've talked about this several times. What wins playoff games outside late in the year? Running Defense the football. and running the game. Ground and pound. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then an occasional play action. <laughs> yeah. Throwing that throws yeah. frozen brick through the air downfield. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, so what about the do, NFC? Let's do that. Let's, let's look at the, the yeah. playoff picture just as it is, as it stands now. So, I mean, obviously the team you don't want to play, and this is kind of goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway, just because BJ needs a little excitement in his life, is the Cowboys, Cowboys and 49ers. Yeah. Um, I'm not willing to say that yet. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you guys can do it. I appreciate it. I will not do that yet. We got two big games coming up. They beat the Bills and Dolphins. I'll talk some shit. Uh, but, I mean, out, literally outside of those two, Every other team in the NFC is flawed. It's massively flawed. I did not expect that Cowboys game to turn out the way it did Sunday night. I thought that, I thought they had a good shot at winning. Yeah. I thought they had, because they lost by inches in the first game, literal inches. Dak stepping out and uh, tight end 
Schoonmaker, just short of the goal line, but literally inches. Um, so I thought I had a real good shot at winning, especially since I think they're undefeated at home. Uh, I didn't see that coming. They bullied them all night. Mm-hmm. And you know what the mistake was? Is A.J. Brown came out like early in the game and called Stephon Gilmore old. And then Stephon Gilmore proceeded to pretty much like run the secondary for the whole game. Yeah. Stripping the ball, clothesline of Devontae uh, Smith um, on that late catch in the fourth quarter. Multiple tackles, tight coverage. Um, he's probably, if not a first ballot Hall of Famer, I'm pretty sure he's a Hall of Famer. I, you know, there's certain bears you don't poke, man. I mean, yeah. just you can talk shit to him, but I don't think calling him old was the move. Yeah. So, you know, but looking at the teams that are in the playoffs or could be in the playoffs, it, it, we'll go back to the AFC real quick. So, I mean, the seven seed is a seven, it's seven to six, and there's four, there's six teams that have a seven to six record Pittsburgh, Indy, Houston, Denver, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. Two of those have to make the playoffs. This is going to be an epic four weeks. Yeah. Pittsburgh's starting to fall apart. I mean, that's what happens when you play like Iowa. You just all defense and no offense whatsoever. Mm. Um, Kenny, Kenny Pickett's got to go. Yeah. Well, Kenny Pickett didn't play last week. He's hurt. Did it matter? Same result. Kenny yeah. Pickett's got to go. <laughs> Well, I mean, they, they, they try to replace Kenny Pickett with Mitchell Trubisky, and I'm not sure what the difference is. Mm. We're only calling him Mitch. He doesn't earn the last letters <laughs> of his name until he plays better. <laughs> um, also, too, man, uh, the Bengals. Um, <laughs> I'll be taking them to be a team that I want to see Jake, the playoff season. Holy shit, Jake Browning. Yes. Yeah, yeah they play with house money. Jake Browning put me in the playoffs in my other league when Joe Burrow went down. I was like, hey, this guy's been a backup. He was solid at Washington. Let's see what happens. And that's what happened. Playoffs. I mean, that's a team that, I mean, their next four games, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Cleveland. Easily win three of those. And recently they've been playing much better defense. The last five or six games, their defense has been much improved. Mm -hmm. And they get pressure, which is key. You got the Broncos. The Texans looked horrible this weekend. Yeah, the Texans. The Texans looked like we expected them to they, earlier in the season. They were on negative passing yard watch. You know what that means. <laughs> if, you <get> negative, <laughs> if you get negative passing yard, there's. A, I I have been consistent. I don't care what your record is. If you have negative passing yards, you will be a trash badger. And it, it was what you know late in the third quarter before they were positive passing yards. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so hard on that if this was like 1993. This is 2000, 2023. Like, yeah. The the whole offense is geared towards you scoring, and you have negative passing yards. Anyways, we can move on. It was close. It was close. It was like I believe it was halftime, and they were still negative. Oh no no! It was well into the third quarter. Mm. And you know this week's probably not going to get any better because um, Tank Dell was out for the season. I don't know if Nico Collins is coming back. Stroud is in the concussion protocol. That's tough because they were already doing more with less. He was doing unknown guys, guys, you know, journeymen, people like that. And yep. Maybe we'll get to see uh, John Michi step up. Hey, he caught a pass or two last, this past week. 
Yeah, I've been rooting for him. I believe didn't he have some kind of cancer in the offseason? Blue I no, I thought he blew out his ACL on the Oh Logan. no, I, th- I think it was worse than that. It was leukemia or something. I'll look it up. Acute promyelotic leukemia. Poor kid. Well, too young for that shit. Yeah. So, but I, I, I think, I think Houston just, I don't think they have the weapons to, 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 to come back. We've already kind of eliminated Pittsburgh. Thinking Cincinnati's yeah, if, got a chance. If we're talking about Pittsburgh, realistically, in the next two weeks, I'd be shocked. Yeah. Well, I mean, they Kenny basically... Pickett had Kenny Pickett having surgery, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think he's out for the year. I heard two or three weeks. Which is basically the year. There's only four weeks left on the season. Yeah, but when you're in something this tight, one week could. Well, that's that was going to be my point, though. The next two weeks will determine whether or not Kenny Pickett plays again, because they have Indy and Cincinnati. Talk about controlling your own destiny. Yep. I don't know why, but a part of me, I don't know why I'm rooting against the Bills. Like, I think I just want that coach out of there. I think I want, I feel like he's maxed out his ability with that team. Call call me crazy. I mean, I don't know. Josh Allen has not been as much of a turnover machine as he had the past couple of years. But I just feel like he's come to the end of the road. Yeah, I I think their ceiling hit right that the 13 seconds before the game against Kansas City ended. Mm-hmm. Like I think that is their ceiling. And also, too, I'm thinking. Go ahead, Dorian. No, no, I was saying too. Also, too. Ever since that game, uh, it seems as if uh, Stephon Diggs and and uh, and Josh Allen have been like at odds, kind of like it's it just that chemistry thing. It doesn't seem like it's uh, like how it was uh, when they played Kansas City that that one game. Um, also, too, come play uh, with your brother. Come yeah, play with your brother. Uh, It'll be fine. <laughs> and then, um, and then also too, uh, Gabe Davis. Uh, it seems that Josh Allen's not even looking his way. Uh, I think what's the number eleven, Shakir, the the wide receiver. Number ten is Shakir. Um, yeah, him, him, and I think number ten. Those two guys are starting to get Gabe Davis's touches. Uh, what he he usually gets. So it just seems if like out with the old and in, in with the new type of thing. So, ever see. So, but I, I I'm I am glad you brought up Buffalo. Um, good. BJ disappeared. <laughs> so, um, so, so BJ, I'm glad you brought up Buffalo because I think you and I were both correct. You you made the point about Brian Dable going from Buffalo to New York, about how he can turn that team around because you saw what he did in Buffalo, and I said he couldn't because Daniel Jones was there. So, I was correct in Daniel Jones as a waste of a roster spot. You were correct that Brian Dable 
is a good coach because of what he's done with Tommy DeVito. DeVito couldn't get on the field at Syracuse. He had to go had a chance for Illinois. Yeah, like, and look at him. Look at him now. And the city loves him. Oh yeah, because he's an he's an Italian New Yorker. I mean, that's all it takes. <laughs> that's all his, it takes. His agent looks like typecasting for an agent of a guy named Tommy DeVito. <laughs> it's uh, it's been fun to watch. He got some and, wheels on him too. He can run. Yeah, I was impressed. That long range, I was like, wait, where was really? <laughs> like, yeah. what are and, you doing? And not for nothing, they're a game out of the playoffs. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Especially the way that year started. Imagine if they'd won one or two of those games. Yeah. Thanks, Daniel Jones. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, and look at look at their schedule. Okay, so they've got they're at the Saints, they're at the Eagles, they have the Rams, and they have Philly at home. All possible. I mean, they they have to win all of them to to make the playoffs. Philly has looked beatable. In fact, the two teams have beat the crap out of them. Yeah, I mean, if you clog up that middle and stop the run, it, it, it seems to be working. Yeah. I was really surprised by that game Sunday night. And I was surprised by awesome. how, how bad the 49ers beat them also. I thought the 49ers might win. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. But see, what happens is with those like, great defenses like the Niners and the Cowboys, what they did was they said, hey, we're going to take away – uh, Jalen Hurts' first and second reads. Let's take those first two two reads away. Now let's see what it is. And he struggled, man. He struggled. That third read, he was Dallas was already in his ass before he even got it out. And then if he did get out, it was it was sailing over the top of the receiver. Uh, it, it was so good. I mean, kudos to uh, Dan Quinn uh, for hey man, he he took away those first two reads. Yeah, I, I saw a stat, which to me was just absolutely surprising. So they said 137 teams have started out the season 10 and 3. Philly's point differential ranks them 131 of those 137 teams. Yeah, they've They're, had a few comeback victories that, you know, close calls and whatnot. So, I mean, they could very well be in the wild card chase if not for a few things. I think the only thing that's going to prevent them from from the, uh, being on the wild card is actually going to let them win win the division is Dallas's schedule. You know, I'm starting to gain more confidence in them, but they have uh, they do have three games I'm worried about, being Miami, Detroit, and Buffalo. Why are you worried about Detroit? You guys have a defense. They and... score. They score though, and they and they score through the air, and that. That should concern anybody. Yeah, okay. So you guys are going to win. Dallas is going to win 38-34 because Detroit can't stop anybody. Yeah, unfortunately, that's become pretty apparent here lately. I mean, they, they made Justin Fields look like a quality starter. Yeah. But but also, too, AK, uh, with the Lions, I noticed that they, when they're playing against solid competition, they're on. And when they play against subpar teams, it's kind of like they're 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 like in the middle. Like okay, if they play against Chicago, they play down to their level. But if they're playing a Dallas or or a top tier team, like like Jared Goff, be solid, man. 
that that's coaching. If you're if you're playing down to your competition, that's coaching for not not getting you ready for the game. And you know, it, it's a young team; they're not used well, to it, and I get it, but it's still coaching. How? How are you not preparing your team to be prepared every single week? Like, what do you expect them to do? Play consistently, not play down to your competition. And that would be players. Coaches don't play. Coaches motivate. Coaches scheme. But, like, how directly does that affect whether or not a team plays up or down? Well, I mean, we we give coaches all the credit in the world for, for winning the games. I don't. I'm talking about how does a coach directly affect whether or not a team plays up or down. That's the mentality of the team. They can attempt to affect it. Yeah. If you you have a group of players, if you have a group of players with that mentality, you have to shuffle those group of players. You're going to have to get people out of there. That's an organizational thing. It's not just the coach. You're going to have to remove players from that team and bring players in. So if it's happening during a season past the trade deadline, you're stuck. As a leader, you have to address that. As a leader, you have to fix that. It's not Custer's last stand. You can't change certain people. This isn't the military. Like you can't change certain people. You have to get but them out of there. You can't find ways to to motivate them though. Like like you know, Give like, me an like example. for example, like for example, um, I was watching the I was watching the documentary of the Cowboys. You should know this, uh, BJ. And how they were able to keep Charles Haley engaged when you played with the Cowboys, right? So it's like if you have a key player that's not performing at the level that you know they can, you have to find a way to pay. Like this is important. Like these games are important. What can we do to keep you bored? Like, like what? What is it besides giving them, you know, blow? Right? Like what team can what, we do? What can I do as a coach, <laughs> as a leader, to keep sure. your focus? Right. To not let your guard down because you think, oh, okay, well, I'm playing the Bears. We we've got this. I don't I don't need to get up for it. Oh, it's Justin Fields. I, I mean, I've been a Cowboys fan since I was a kid. The Cowboys mm-hmm. are notorious to playing up to teams and down to teams. Had nothing to do with the coaches. Has everything to do with the combination of players that are on the field. Coaches can't change. Coaches cannot reset somebody's mentality. They can motivate them. They can get a little more out of them. They cannot reset people's mentality. You have to evaluate right. your locker room and remove them. And if that's happened right. past the trade deadline, all you can do is cut and hopefully somebody steps up. That's it. You have to remove them. You cannot change them. The 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 a, a great coach is only going to get a, a certain percentage more out of a player than they're actually capable of. You're not going to have some magical, oh, now you're not a middling uh, a player or anything like that. It's just not going to happen. So you're saying that Jamaica Ryan's to, to Houston has no effect because it's basically the same the same team other than their what, quarterback. What's that? Jamaica Ryan's to Houston. Uh, I would argue that C.J. Stroud had more of an effect than Jamaica Ryan's. Jamaica Ryan's probably had a more effect with more of an effective defensive strategy, but two first round picks and getting a leader on both sides of the ball, two top two top ten first round picks. And getting a leader on both sides of the ball probably had more of an effect than a coach. Now, a bad coach could screw that up. But yeah, getting 
two two what is it two top five picks getting possibly the best defensive player and seems like the best offensive player but it's i think that had more to do with the team but it's also to the job of the coach to be able to put those two in, in positions for the team to trust them because again they are rookies these are head so coaches that- they put the coaches in position to put these people in position. Hey, I never said it was Dan Campbell's fault. I just said it was coaching. No, but you're telling me that coaches are supposed to like hit this magical button and then all of a sudden we play up to our top talent. That's a player thing. That's a player mentality. They're going to break the mentality of that locker room. They have to figure out what group of players is doing this, what group of players is not capable of rising to an occasion and remove them from the locker room. Okay. So question. So what happens to let's say for instance they get a fresh new batch of players that they think can contribute and the team still plays subpar. It's the coach that's falling on the sword, it's not the players. They're like, hey, you're not motivating this team. You gotta go. That's just the way it's set up. The coach is the easy scapegoat. Because if you look at it, everybody has hope after the new coach comes in. Unless you're a Bears fan, and then you just know it's fucked. But everybody has hope. When a new coach comes in, it refreshes everything. Ticket sales, jersey sales, optimism, mentions on the TV. It's a reset for the franchise. It buys time. That's all it is. It's just the ability to buy time. That's why they fought, the coach falls on the sword. That's it. So if you're the Lions and you're Dan Campbell, and it's past the uh, trade deadline, and you know that you have the division, like, right in your hands. What do you tell your players to keep them over? Jared, stop throwing interceptions. Threaten to kill them. (laughs) That's all, no, I mean, that's all Dan Campbell can do. Like, what are you going to do? That's why I kept asking for an example. Like, what is he supposed to do? Have an ice cream cone party? Have have Ben Johnson put him in the, in the right positions to play? Oh, we see that that you're you're not making this this read properly. Let me not do that play. Who's pulling the trigger though? Ben Johnson doesn't pull the trigger. Ben Johnson also knows that Jared Goff has a a history of turnovers. So if you right. have a player that has a bad history, you don't put him in those situations. Well, who you don't put an alcoholic in a bar. It's like it's like raising a kid. It's just like raising a kid. You raise them till they're about 20 and you hope. You hope they do good. That's all offensive coordinating and defensive coordinating is. You raise them all offseason and you fucking hope. You hope you taught them the right things. You hope you taught them the right reads. You hope you taught them how to react and, and be um, reactive to certain situations. And then you try to adjust throughout the season. Adjusting throughout the season is the hardest thing to do in professional sports. And that's why so many seasons are lost. That's why there's only one Super Bowl winner and 16 playoff teams. Adjusting throughout the season is the hardest thing to do in pro sports. You've already got your system. You've already got, you've already got your, uh, your uh, the systems in place. Your routines are in place, and now you got to scramble amidst so, all the amidst all the pressure of trying to get through the season. If coaching doesn't matter, why did the defense for for Detroit in this example? Why would why did they completely flip last year? when they fired the defensive coordinator, when they fired Terrell Austin last year. Changing a scheme is one thing. They changed a scheme. Yeah, and as a, as a coordinator, you have to go, okay, this isn't working. You have to put your well, ego you're, aside. Yes, you're talking about changing a scheme versus hitting a magic button and make people not be like middling players. 
That's different. You you were telling me that it's the coach's responsibility to get people to play up to competition. How does no? That do... I said it was coach's responsibility that's... to make sure they're consistent. No. That's what we were talking about: is playing up to competition and playing down to competition. That was a specific conversation we were talking about. What are they supposed to do specifically to hit the voodoo to make them play up to competition and down to competition? That's a player mentality. That can't be coached out. So how how come the Patriots almost always play consistent? You know the the threat last three years. What's going on this year? They have Why? a shitty ass quarterback. What happened? What happened previous to those three years? Tom fucking Brady. So Tom Brady played defense. Tom Brady covered a lot of things up. Tom Brady could score. Tom Brady can manage the clock. Tom Brady keep the offense on the field. And Tom Brady made it to where they didn't have to spend any money on offense. They could put money towards the defense. Coaching, coaching's a fucking sham. It's just gonna be um, outside the scheme. Just, yeah, it's, it's 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 tough because, like you said before, like it's it's so late in the season, so it's kind of like. Um, it's like it's like what do you do with you if you're if you're Dan Campbell or or you're um, any of these other teams that has the division in their grasp and they know that hey two losses could potentially like take me out of the playoff running. Yeah. Um, D- Detroit's biggest problem is they're they're two games up with four games to go. Two of those games are against the team that's two games behind them. Minnesota. Now Minnesota has their own shenanigans they're dealing with. I believe uh, Nick Mullins is actually starting for them this week. Well, yeah, because Josh Dobbs got Justin Jefferson killed. <laughs> they like, oh, that that's our franchise. You get off the field right now. Just just leave. Man's whole chest got caved in. Yeah. So I mean, Detroit—they're probably going to win the division by default. Because somebody has to, and Nick Mullins is the the quarterback for Minnesota, who was also on negative passing yards watch this past weekend. I'm telling you, I'll put you in there. I swear to God, I'll put you in there. Hmm. I will put you in the trash badgers. It's no joke. But they're, I, I don't, I don't see them winning a playoff game. Because their playoff game will probably be against Minnesota or a hot Green Bay. Green Bay's been pretty impressive, I must say. Yeah. I mean, the only reason why they didn't win last night because they ran into to Tommy DeVito and whatever magic voodoo he's got over there. <laughs> that, 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 uh, his name, um, Rondale Robinson, number 17. Wandale. For the yeah. Giants. Yeah, he has some jets, man. He's been pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, he, that that catch late in the fourth quarter, oof. where he went tearing up the sideline, yeah, coming across the field, and yeah, no, I was, he was impressive. He's, and yeah, I hate giving the Giants any kind of credit. <laughs> and Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley, if he gets some damn help, yeah. and and that's been Devito's biggest contribution. He's been able to just kind of steady the ship, and not be completely terrible like Daniel Jones was. And let Barkley cook. Yeah, the Giants are an interesting, interesting situation. 
what happens to Daniel Jones if DeVito pulls this off? I don't know, because he's already signed that contract. Mm. I wonder what their salary cap situation is, if they can afford to take that hit and just cut him and eat it. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much dead money it would be. A shit ton. <laughs> yes. Hmm. There's got to be somewhere we can find that penalty. Oh, I'm sure it's on, on sports contract. Hold on one second. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pulling it up now. So he's. Daniel Jones, uh, 9.5 this year, nine signing bonus. He's less than 10% of the cap. Yeah, that his, his extension kicks in next year. This $35 million extension kicks in mm. next year. <laughs> so if, if he's cut next year, it's a $69 million cap hit. Shit. Mm. What do they have? What do they have available for next season? That I don't have right here in front of me. Because they got rid of Leonard Williams. That was a chunk of money. I'm just trying to think if it makes sense to eat it one year and let him go. Well, that's the thing. So, like, next year, it's $69 million is is the, the dead cap. It drops considerably after that. Most expensive backup in history? Is this what we're looking at? It's, I mean, it kind of depends. I mean, if, if DeVito can keep this up, you know, you, you eat it for one year because DeVito's still on a working contract for another f uh, three years after this. Mm -hmm. Oh, geez. It, their estimated cap space as of right now is 6.8. Yeah. That's not enough to do it. So they, they, yeah, they basically just have to eat it. That, no, that would cripple their team. I don't even know if they'd be able to do it. They'd have to get under the cap somehow. Yeah. So, I mean, depending on, like, again, DeVito's got four more games. See how he does. If he continues this, then it's a conversation. If he pulls a Joss Dobbs, then then they'll cut him. Could you imagine? That would be nuts. I I would imagine. I I don't know how Brian Dayball survives signing Jones and then having him cut. You win. That's a lot of money to just go right out the window. Yeah. I mean, I, you're, I tell you, you're handicapping that team from any improvements for if, at least if the Giants. I'm gonna tell you this right now: if the Giants finish eight and nine this year, not even five hundred, just eight and nine, Tommy DeVito needs to start Week One next next year, or Dayball is gonna be fired. Because there is no way that DeVito can take that team that was trash with Daniel Jones, take him to mediocrity, not start next year for the guy that made them trash this year. I'm looking up these stats. I forgot how he, let's see, match stats, match stats. Who runs this website? All right. 17 at 21 for 158 yards and a touchdown. That's a game manager. 
<laughs> it's winning. It's winning. It worked. Spread okay. the ball around. So the the Giants this year, with all three of their quarterbacks, have 12 passing touchdowns and nine interceptions. Daniel Jones has two touchdowns and six interceptions. That's nuts. That is nuts. Now, again, keep in mind, DeVito had the other three interceptions. But he also has eight of their 12 passing touchdowns. Just mind-blowing. All that money right out the window. Yeah. That's basically what it's looking like. I just don't see how – I don't see how Daniel Jones comes back from this. He was playing terribly up until he got injured. The Cowboys outscored him, what was it, 89 to 17 or something? It was, yeah, something Something, something ridiculous. Those, yeah. those aren't the exact numbers, but they are close. It's, it's, a, it's a ridiculous amount. And uh, I think I'm pretty sure 14 of those points came in garbage time. Okay, so here are the points scored in the games that Daniel Jones started. 0, 28, 12, 3, 16, 6. I'm sorry, not 28, 31. Because that 31-28 game was the, the game that Arizona was up big and just forgot to play the second half. This isn't the Big Ten. You can't play ball like that. <laughs> so... I don't know. I, I, I really don't know what, what they do. Again, we're assuming DeVito keeps this up, who ironically was in the Big Ten. Um, we're assuming he keeps this up. If he doesn't, if he if he pulls a Jeremy Lin, it's great, and then plummets, fine. Daniel Jones starts next year. If he's eight, if they're eight and nine with this, I don't I don't see Jones starting. He'll be on the roster just because he has to be. Yeah, just remember your Big Ten uh, flex there on DeVito isn't such a flex because you see how Graham Mertz left the Big Ten comes to the SEC looks like a grown man and then DeVito leaves the Big Ten goes to a team with talent around him and looks like a grown man so well, they the were way, I want to say they were nine and three last year Illinois was and they actually had um Devin Witherspoon who is a great rookie for Seattle and Chase Brown going back to Seattle or going back to Cincinnati he looked pretty good <laughs> he stole he stole a decent amount of carries from Joe Mixon this weekend. Yeah. Joe Mixon. <laughs> so you boys ready to do a power rankings? Mm-hmm. Boy, the shuffle has begun. Yes. Mm-hmm. We finally have, have some change. Uh BJ, I'll go to you first. Who do you have number one? Niners. Dorian. Yeah. They've earned it. They they've earned it. The the three games they've lost is when um Debo and Trent Williams are out. I mean, they're healthy. They're nasty. Okay, I'm going with the Niners as well. Um, BJ, number two. Ravens. Yeah. Defense uh, Lamar. Yeah, it looked a little sketchy there with the Rams, but the Rams are, are getting frisky. Yeah, you know, I've got the Ravens too as well. Dorian, what about you? I expect every NFL team to have a bad week or two. It's the NFL. They're all pros. That any give any given Sunday's a term for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, going to number three. Hmm. Not ready to do it yet. Not ready to do it yet. So I'm gonna go <clears throat> with the. Uh, I like the Bills. I do. I'm gonna put the Bills there. Okay. I feel they play defense and Josh Allen is unpredictable. I feel like they're much better than their record. 
but uh, it's tough because you know Bill Parcells, you're right, you are who your record says you are. Yeah. Ah, oh, my brain hurts now. <laughs> Dang it, I don't know, man. I don't know. I can't put the bills there, can I? You can do whatever you want. These are your power. I don't, think, I, don't think I can. <laughs> but see, it's really messed me up because the Eagles have like, the Eagles have damaged my power rankings. I was against everything I believe in. I had been ranking the Eagles appropriately. And now I can't because they have lost games terribly. Embarrassingly. Embarrassingly. And now the Lions have let us down. The Chiefs have let us down. This is what I meant by the shuffle begins. Who can I put at three? I have to put the Cowboys at three. I don't want to put them there. I don't think they've earned it yet. Dorian, what about you? Yeah. Um, I got the Cowboys at three. See, and BJ, I, I had that same conversation with myself. Now, granted, I'm a little crazier. But my my kind of thought is there's no other team. That's the only reason. So yeah. anybody listening to me call me a crazy Cowboys fan, you go look at the rankings. You go or you go look at the current standings, and you tell me what I should have done. Yeah. You, you, if you get problems with that, that's Facebook. fine. You make your own rankings because, like, Miami lost. Philly lost. Kansas City lost. Detroit lost. All the teams at the top lost this week. So, like – Dallas like, because <laughs> yeah and it's like every team that Miami plays that's okay they struggle against yeah it, it, well again I don't think they've beaten a team with a winning record yet this season the, uh well now no still haven't no I'm looking at it right now they have not beaten a team with a winning record at all yeah jeez and then they lose to the Titans on top of that. It's like, holy crap. I just don't know. It says a lot about them. They're front runners at this point. Yep. And now so, Tyreek's banged up. So, BJ, now that we've kind of gone through the mess. I don't know. I don't know. I can give you three. Okay, four. what about four? I know. <laughs> I could put like four teams here. <laughs> well, you got to pick um, one. Oh, God. I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> Because the Dolphins can't beat anybody that's worth a damn, they're the new Cowboys. That's what everybody's saying about the Cowboys. They're the new Cowboys. Jaguars. After that embarrassing, well, not, not embarrassing loss, but a loss to Cleveland. Okay, well then, so the Bills, <laughs> no. The Dolphins, no. The Lions, embarrassing loss. The Chiefs, whiny babies. The Bucks are 6-7. and seven. Yeah, after that embarrassing <laughs> loss, the Jaguars. Dorian, for my fourth team, um, I got the Eagles. Even though, even though they got mollywhopped by the Cowboys, I, I still think they still. He, he mollywhopped them. It I, happened. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I was struggling too because I was like, "What, what the hell do I do?" And I was like, "Well, I can't put Jacksonville because they just lost to Cleveland." Um, I don't think Cleveland's better than Philly, but I, I don't know. I put Philly at four because I lo- my brain was starting to hurt, and I had to put something Yeah. There. No, this causes problems. Like, I'm getting a headache from this. <laughs> but, like, two weeks in a row, they have shown the worst side of themselves. Terrible. Terrible defense. Can't run the football. And Jalen Hurts looks average. 
Yeah. Man, when you have a, a stud of a defensive coach, man, like, I was like, I didn't think about it. It was like, that's why Jalen Hurts struggled. Dan Quinn took away those first and second reads. And he was like, and then they hold on to the ball for too long, and that's his problem. And you can't hold on to the ball like that against the Cowboys, man, especially you got Michael Parsons coming through. Like you're <laughs> yeah. like you're saying though, this is where scheme this is where the coaching matters. The scheme. They know that Micah Parsons in that defensive line is over there. You have to get the ball out quicker. Right. That's all they can. You can't and that's what um AJ Brown was complaining about after the game is like all of our routes take so long to develop. Or no, it, I'm sorry, it wasn't AJ Brown. I, I don't want to attribute that to him. It was an anonymous Eagles player. AJ Brown. My he- in my head it was AJ Brown. So, okay, we, we talked about how bad Detroit's defense has been, okay? Boo-boo. Statistically, Philly's defense is worse. That's nuts. With all that all that talk about Jordan Davis and who's the guy, Jalen Carter, and most of Georgia's defense over there. Um, yeah, not working, guys. Something Something's not working. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh. it's crazy to watch. It's not what I expected. Not this late in the season. I figured that we'd have a solid idea who the Eagles are at this point in the season, and we literally have no idea who this team how, is now. How much of their offense is losing the offensive coordinator from last year who went to Indianapolis? Isn't Sirianni an offensive coordinator? I, I think yeah, he, he, he is an offensive coach. coach. He may have been an offensive coordinator at one time, but he's not the offensive coordinator now. I thought he was in, in uh, for Frank Reich and um, the Colts. He may have been an offensive coordinator yeah. and then became a head coach, but I don't, yeah, so, he's not the offensive coordinator now. No, but that's a specialty is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I would like to think, you know, they do say a, shoe, a shoemaker's child goes shoeless. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just got so many organizational things and management things to do that it's kind of, I don't know. I, I can't make any sense of it, to be honest with you. It could be the offensive coordinator, which was, who was that? Oh, I can never remember his name, but I know he, he's he's coaching uh, Indianapolis right now. Steichen. Shane sure. Steichen, I believe his name is. Does that sound right? It sounds right. I know it begins with yeah. an S. And I then Gannon was the defensive coordinator that went to Arizona. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, it's it's possible. But the offense looked good for about eight weeks. Oh. Coming from behind, winning games, that's not easy to do in this league. Putting drives together to win games. I mean, but AJ AJ Brown had ask ask Dorian. AJ Brown had a few monster weeks. Yeah, but if you got yeah. receivers complaining that your routes take too long to to develop, we I, remember that was an anonymous player in our head. It was AJ Brown. <laughs> We're saying it's AJ Brown. I just said receiver, that. so. I know, but we're still we're still putting words in people's mouth, and I'm sure I want to be ESPN. I don't. <laughs> Okay, I'll and for those of you who don't know, because you're too young to, to, to know this, it's Entertainment Sports Programming Network. Yep. Entertainment yep. comes first. Yeah, it's basically like the WWE of sports media. Yes. So we got to get back to our power rankings. BJ, I need you to give me your number five team. Fuck, I was delaying. I did so good. <laughs> I did so good. I guess I'll put the Eagles here because, I mean, 10 and 3 is 10 and 3. You are what your record says you are. They deserve to be in the top five. They just played two top three teams that's what i'm going with so dorian who's your five five put him in there, um, put him in there. i'm still gonna go with the, i'm gonna go with dolphins 
Oh, oh. Jags in there. He didn't want to. He didn't want to. Uh, <laughs> juju on this. That's what he's doing. He's protecting himself from the bad juju. Oh, the, that, that bad juju is at Miami because again they have not beaten a team with a winning record. So I'm not putting them in my top five. I am going to beat the team and put the team in that beat Dorian's team. I'm putting Cleveland in. Cleveland's let my me, top five. Let me ah. ask you this about the Dolphins while we're still talking about football mm-hmm. here. You know how the Cowboys got rid of Kellen Moore because they said he we were they're scoring too fast, not using the running game properly. Do you think that's happening in Miami? It's quite possible. I'm just saying, look what the Cowboys have done since they let go of Kellen Moore. The offense is like the offense is more like a tank than a fighter jet. Just keeps going, just keeps going. Six yards here, five yards here, seven yards here, thirteen yards here. Down the field, down the field, down the field. That eats up clock. Defense comes on the field fresh, almost bored. Yeah, I mean, like if you if you have a quarterback that. that mentally, and Dak is doing this now, can take this, the, the play that will get them consistent yards instead of trying down the field. And you have, you have an offensive player that will call those plays and is okay taking the small wins. You'll just, you'll, and you don't make mistakes. That's the big thing. If you can do that, you will consistently win. Because like you said, you're keeping your defense fresh. You're, you're wearing down the other team because there's more plays they have to run. And it's also very deflating. If if your third down percentage is forty percent or higher, it's the it's mentally deflating against the other team. You know, I really if I could use a phrase to describe the Cowboys offense, I would say war of attrition. They just keep you out there, keep wearing on you, and eventually you'll break. Again. You can do that as long as you have a, a quarterback who's not making mistakes, and Dak is not making mistakes this year. Oh, why did we have to say that? Where's the wood? Okay. <laughs> I got to undo all the juju when we do this. <laughs> so, I mean, because Dak said he, he was not going to throw 10 interceptions this year. He's at six, and he's got four games to go. Can we move on to a different subject, please? <laughs> you want to move to the Trash Badgers? Uh, yeah, anything that doesn't involve the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> so, BJ, who's your, who's your 32 team? We have said way too many nice things. Uh, I mean, it's got to be the Panthers. The Panthers are terrible. They're just terrible. It's <laughs> a terrible, terrible franchise, I think. Dorian? Any argument there? Yeah, I'm, uh, um, I'm taking the Panthers out, and I'm putting the Raiders in. Raiders look abysmal on offense, man. That they're game crazy. against Minnesota set offensive football back about 50 years. Dude, they're hard, man, man. I made sure my TV did not touch that because I did not <laughs> want any of my ratings weight to go to that game. I wanted to make sure that didn't give it any credence. I was like, nope, we'll not be no. watching this. That was terrible. Horrible. Horrible. I, I still have New England uh, at, at the bottom. Um just because they beat a shitty Pittsburgh team, I'm not taking them out. So they're still 32 in my book. DJ, 31. Let me ask you this. If you're the Carolina Panthers, do you take a quarterback with your first pick? Oh, that's right. The Bears have it. All you right. don't have oh, it. Just, just figure out, go <laughs> figure out, remind everybody that happened. Um, how do you give somebody DJ Moran a first-round pick? Because <laughs> you think Bryce Young is your savior. Yeah. Uh, I'm, oh, boy. Anyways, uh, definitely the Patriots. So glad to keep them down there. 
after after a decade of greatness, it's nice to hold their head underwater. Dorian, thirty-one. Thirty-one for me. Um, I'm gonna say the Cardinals. I thought they'd the do Cardinals. a little better when Kyler came back. To be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. This is not the case. I have I have Carolina thirty-one. That, that team is just talent deficient. Major, who's your thirty? <sighs> you know that negative nine still weighs heavy in my head, but you know three straight wins. Jeez, I guess they pulled themselves out of that. I guess I have to agree with Dorian and the Cardinals. I mean, it's hard to look at any other team right now and be like, "You're worse than the Cardinals." <laughs> I think it's the Cardinals. Dorian, thirty. 30, um, I got the Patriots. I, I think we've talked way too much about the Patriots. I think we'll just move on. So I've got Washington at 30. Damn. Just because I think I think if they played Arizona, I think Arizona would win. It's very possible. So we'll they get to four in a row. That helps. Yeah. And they gave up. Yeah. They, 45 to, to Miami. Um, We'll get to our picks. We actually have seven games to pick this week because it's almost playoff season. And I mean, a lot of these games matter. Why do you fuck my graphics up so much? <laughs> he always does this. I'm going to start just picking the five I want to put on. There. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> um, so Dorian's leading 39-26. I've got 29-36 and BJ's 24-41. and 41. Look, I'm 121-82 and 82 in my picking. <laughs> I just want you to know that. <laughs> I just want you to know that. So, so I, when, the, the spread's like the boogeyman to me, apparently. So when, when BJ goes to Vegas, he's just going to pick the money line. Cause I, pick a that, money yeah, line all day. Yep. Yeah, because, again, take the safe, easy win. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first game is Denver versus Detroit. Detroit is a four-point favorite. This was much harder than it should be. I feel like Denver's stats are all skewed because of the first six games. I'm going with the Broncos. It's probably unpopular, especially since it's the Lions' home game. Dorian? Ah, this is tough because although Detroit is playing at home, Denver's defense has been stepping up. Um... However, I do see Dan Campbell pulling this one out, so I'm going to Detroit. I I believe it's going to be a close. I don't I don't think this game is going to be as high high scoring. I think it'll be like a like the the highest points I think is maybe maybe twenty four to twenty seven points, but I won't be surprised if it's like a twenty one seventeen type of type of game. So I will have everyone know that when Denver played Miami, they gave up seventy points. 70 points is more than most teams give up in like three games. Okay. They're the points allowed per game is still better than Detroit. I'm going Denver. So the um, ballot of the backup quarterbacks, you got Nick Mullins in Minnesota versus Jake Browning at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a four point favorite. 
Oh, Jake Browning and the Bengals. That guy has been playing amazing. Makes you wonder about all the money they paid Joe Burrow. <laughs> I'm yeah. just look. Joe Burrow's awesome. I'm just saying. It makes you wonder a little bit. Brownie's playing his way into a contract for somebody. Yeah. Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Cincinnati. Uh, Mixon is doing his thing, man. Uh, Cincinnati's one of those teams I do not want to see in the playoffs. No, I, no, the defense is improving, it seems, and uh, that running game is improving. And Browning is playing anybody that said they knew Jake Browning was going to do this is a damn liar. <laughs> so I'm going Cincinnati as well. Because what I, what I look at when a backup quarterback comes in, I figure you're going to see a lot of check downs and over the middle. He's getting the ball downfield to Jamar yep. Chase. It is crazy. And when you see a backup quarterback do that, you're like, this team might be okay. It's been awesome to watch. Fun, just I'm I'm watching Bengals games. I don't even give a shit. It's great. So a, a team you probably don't want to watch is the Pittsburgh Steelers and Indianapolis Colts. I can't believe this is only two and a half for the the Colts. Uh, I I gotta say the Colts cover that, especially with um, Pickett most likely not playing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's having surgery. Yeah, I think he's out for. I want to say, like I said, I think he's out for the year. I think they're weak to weaken it. Yeah, because they're still talking like he won't play the next week. That they haven't committed to him being out for the season. Are you going the Colts? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll, I'll trust Mr. Trubisky on any team. Dorian? Same. Uh, going with the Colts. Yeah. I think he could fuck up an opening drive of the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going the Colts. and just the, the sooner we can get away from the Trubisky, the better. Um, Dorian, this one's for you. Um, again, this is a legitimate playoff uh, game. Baltimore versus Jacksonville. Baltimore's only a three and a half point favorite. Yeah, this is easy for me. I'm going. I'm going Baltimore because Jacksonville defense we struggle against mobile quarterbacks. And um, I'm just looking here. According to the rankings, you struggle against all quarterbacks. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm not. Yeah. This is strictly a statistic thing. This is not a shit talking thing. But. 31 in defensive pass yards and 24 in total defense lets me know you struggle against all quarterbacks. So imagine what Lamar Jackson has the capabilities. Yeah, he's so. he's throwing the ball well, and then he's he's Lamar on top of that. Right. So, yeah, so that's that's tricky. You're right. I'm going to have to go with Baltimore also. Yeah, and, and side note, for – this is so fucked up, but I'm going to be honest. For fantasy football purposes, I'm hoping that Lamar becomes Lamar because in another league, I'm in the. I'm in the uh, I hate uh, that when it happens. I hate when I hate when your fantasy football team pl- is playing like I have Tyree Kill and Achan going against the Cowboys next week, and I'm sitting here and that would be the that would be the last week of the championships, and I'm be like, I'm gonna need y'all to whip the Cowboys' ass. I'm gonna need y'all to drop fifty. I'm gonna need y'all to drop fifty on the Cowboys. Uh, 
so I'm not the only sleaze ball guy. Oh no, it's tough. I sit. I try not to watch the games because I just it's like a emotional roller coaster every possession. It's like nice stop, shit. <laughs> and then you look at your phone and your heart starts racing. It's like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go Baltimore as well. I'm hedging my bets though, because I'm running with the Cowboys' defense too. <laughs> so if they shut down Tyree Kill and Achan, that's cool. And if they go off, I'll just have to go negative three points with the Cowboys' defense. So, uh, next game is Tampa versus Green Bay. Green Bay is a three and a half point favorite. Uh, who wants to pick the Peckers? But I'm going to do it. Green Bay Peckers. Dorian. Ooh, yeah, the same. Uh going with the Packers. Baker Mayfield versus Jordan Love. Oh, is that is that where you draw the line on dick jokes? <laughs> you say big Phoenix energy all year, but when I say Green Bay Packers, that's where we quit? I'm just making sure that's where you get off the train. That's all. Uh, where is that Packers line? Train. Yeah, if we found it, I guess. So, well, well, I'm going with the Green Bay as well. I, just, I, I know Baker's been playing better, but uh, BJ, I checked this line Five hours ago, Dallas is playing Buffalo. Buffalo is a two-point favorite. That's a home field line. That feels like that's what that is. Doesn't it? Yes. Josh Allen likes to turn the ball over, and if anybody's going to get it, it's going to be the Cowboys' defense. I'm going with the Cowboys. Oh, I hate myself. I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Dorian? Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Cowboys. Yeah, I, okay, and this is where I apologize to BJ because I've I've said a while you cannot count on turnovers, except when you're playing Josh Allen. What? <laughs> except when you're talking about the Cowboys' defense, you're gonna say it, goddamn it! They get turnovers. They forced three fumbles against the Eagles. Not only forced three, recovered three. I'm I'm going Dallas as well because yeah I don't I don't even see Buffalo winning that game much less covering the spread which has now gone up to two and a half for Buffalo. Sure. Um, last game is Philly and Seattle. Is the weather going to be bad or something? Uh, according to this, it's supposed to be 36 and clear. That's football weather. Yeah, that's that's great football that's, weather. Yeah, I mean it's a little chilly for Southern people, but they'll be mm-hmm. okay. Um, you know, there's no line on this. Um, there wasn't. Okay, now it's Philly by four. I wonder what changed in four hours. It must be the money coming in, right? Yeah. Well, I think what happened was when I made these on Monday, they they didn't bank the lines for the the Monday games yet. So. Okay. Um. The Eagles cannot afford to lose three in a row. But the Seahawks have one of the top five receiving cores in the league. Is Geno playing? Do we know? I don't think so. Oh, Eagles. I don't see Drew Locke being able to play against the Eagles. I, I'm going with the Eagles. Yeah, Geno's questionable. Dorian? Has Geno been exposed? Yes. Well, he is who we thought he was. Is he, though? 
I don't know. I, I was really hoping that Gino turned a corner. I loved watching him at West Virginia with Tavon Austin and uh, uh, was it Steve Slayton? No, that, that was pet, the Pet White era. Uh, yeah, see, it's tough. It's tough because mm-hmm. it seems like at that time they were all recruiting the same kind of players all the time. So they had a tiny scat running back, a tiny scat receiver, and then was Stedman Bailey out there at the time? Was that his name? Yep, Stedman Bailey was. They were fun to watch. That was a fun offense to watch. Yeah, I just randomly picked up picked the game so I can get their their roster. Um, that was the game they they beat Baylor seventy to sixty three. Oh man, I hope <laughs> I watched that game. How do you get up from that game? You better pee at the commercial break and come right back. <laughs> just hold a cup like an Amazon driver. <laughs> Jeez, what is that? Sixty minute games? That's like a fucking. Point a minute. 1.10 points a minute. Yep. So, Dorian, who do you have, Philly or Seattle? I'm going to take Philly. Um, I don't see them losing two games in a row. This is the most uninteresting set of picks we've done all year. I don't even know if it's worth (laughs) a graphic. (laughs) I'm just going to put the teams we pick up. You know, I'm going to pick Seattle just because. (laughs) (laughs) Got to make my job hard, son of a bitch. I already gave you seven games. Might as well just keep going. Yeah, just fuck it all up. <laughs> I'll just pick the five that we're completely unanimous on. There you go. We we just all pick. You know, if this is an anti-ESPN, I don't know what is because <laughs> it at least at one point one of us would have been like, no, no, the the Steelers are gonna beat the Colts. No, they aren't. <laughs> anyway, shut up. So with that, we'll take a break. I need some ice.